Yo guys, what is good? Welcome back to the Uncle Sharma channel. Thank you for everyone that's joining me on this uh, evening for a, a Serie A preview, but not a full Serie A preview. Don't worry, that will come in the coming days. Um, I'm looking to shoot it maybe tomorrow or on Thursday to get a full Serie A preview. But today, as the excitement's building, as we the transfer market's starting to heat up as well, I just want to talk about one player from each team that I'm going to be looking out um, in, in the Serie A this coming season. And it's not necessarily the best player from each team. Remember that. I'm not picking who I think is the best player from each team or who I think is going to have a breakout season from each team. It's a combination of factors. It could be that they're coming off a flop season or I feel like they're going to have a flop season maybe. But these are just the players that I feel like I'm going to be looking at closely when I look at these, when I watch these teams play. And I feel like you guys should watch these guys as well uh, for the uh, factors that I will mention in the video. And guys, today um, I'm doing a little bit differently. So once I go into the actual video, you won't be able to actually, oh, you'll be able to comment, but I won't be able to see the comments until the end of my kind of presentation because I made it into like a, a presentation type of thing. So get your comments in, but I'll be, I'll be probably looking at them after I've finished talking through my actual um, 20 players that I'll be, I'll be looking at. Um, and this, I've set the, the 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 comments that you can only comment if you are a um, if you're a subscriber to the channel. So you, so you, I'm trying to restrict the the commenting just to people that are subscribing to the channel, supporting the channel. So if you do want to comment, make sure you subscribe to the channel, and then you'll be able to comment. And obviously, if you hear the the few people that are here, the six or seven people that are here right now, leave a thumbs up right now before we get into the video. Um, actually, I want to test out first. Um, you well, actually, I'll actually ruin the first um, player that I'm going to be saying that you should be watching, and that's from Inter. So I thought I'll get the Inter guy out of the way first. Um, I think a lot of you guys will probably guess who the Inter guy is, but I need you guys to tell me if the um, the presentation that I'll pull up works in terms of sharing sharing the screen. So I'm just going to quickly share my screen. Then I go into the presentation, and then you, I'll come back out, and you just tell me whether it's worked or not. So sharing my screen now. There we go. And then if I press present. So can you guys see that? Let me know if you guys can see that. Now I'll stop sharing. Did that work, guys? Let me know quickly in the comments if it worked. Yes, it worked. Cool. Nice one. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for, for letting me know. Um, let me see quickly some of the comments before we get into it. Um, <laughs> saving your evening now, man. Thank you for joining me on this evening. Just Juve coming in with the saltiness. Salty Juve fan coming up and salting it up. Too much sodium in there. Nico Gonzalez, Fiorentina. Yes, we'll definitely be talking about him, but he isn't actually my pick from Fiorentina. I have picked some... Uh, some uh, some of these picks are a little bit not the obvious ones. I've tried not to be too obvious with the with the with a lot of them. Some of them are obvious because some of the teams is kind of it's hard not to be obvious. But some of them, the ones where there's more options, I've gone for the less obvious option that I'm going to be looking at. Mohammed in the house, what's up, bro? Hector, what's up, bro? Yeah, you know how it is with the media and Inter, Porta Inter, Inter Island. Uh, Mohamed says Raspadori. Yeah, he's definitely one of the one of the possible options. Um, got Hussein in the house. King Darian, of course, MVP MVP member. Vito in the house. Thank you for letting me know, bro. Um, Tommy in the house as well. Okay, I'm uh, confident. I'm ready to to get started, guys. There's uh, there's about 15 of you here. I know this video is not going to be as popular as my other inter videos, but I do want to have more of a Serie A. Um, feel to the channel as well. I know I'm always going to be focusing on Inter, but I am going to be trying to bring general Serie A content to the channel as well, which hopefully you guys enjoy. Hey, we got Saturnion in the house, the evil twin, uh, Twitter celebrity, obviously. But yeah, guys, I'm going to get into the one player from each team that I'm going to be watching out for this uh, this season. And you guys know I already ruined the first one. Um, and yeah, even with Inter, you guys know there could have been many different options with Inter. It could have been Stefano Sensi, as someone mentioned, because you know you guys know I'm on the Stefano Sensi hype train. 
every season, even though usually the hype train falls off a cliff, uh, falls out of the, the train track. But I've gone for Federico Di Marco. Why? Because I feel like, and I've mentioned this before, I feel like this will be the season where he really, you know, takes his inter spot. You know, he's gone out on loan in the past. I think he's got a point to prove. And just as last season, how Perisic took over from Ashley Young um, towards the end of the season, you know, there was no argument that Perisic is the owner of the left wing back spot. I feel like Fede Di Marco will become the starting left wing back for Inter. He's coming back from that Jurich education at Hellas Verona. He impressed a lot. He, you know, he put up goals and assists. He also played as a left centre-back of a three. But there are question marks over him in terms of physicality and defensively mainly. There was a few mistakes he made last year that led directly to goals. In general, you know, he's only, what, five foot seven or something. He's quite a short player. So there's definitely some concerns of him uh, in, that, in that sense. But going forward, that left foot is top notch. Last season, 2.31 key passes per 90, which is one of the best in the top five leagues in Europe, not just in Serie A. 3.58 shot-creating actions as well for a team like Hellas Verona, who don't really create that many chances, to be honest. So really, really impressive numbers. And he is definitely going to be the one interplayer that I'm going to be watching closer than others. Let's say that. I'm gonna, obviously, I'm going to be watching Inter in general very closely. But De Marco, I'm hoping and I'm predicting that he's going to have a big season for Inter. And um, yeah, let's let me know what you guys think of my pick for interplayer to watch. Moving on to the next one, T-Abs, fresh, very fresh today, has been made official today. Tammy Abraham is a new AS Roma player moving from Chelsea for a very expensive fee of 40 million euros. Um, so it was like initially 35 million plus five of, uh, of bonuses. I think there's other bonuses possibly as well. But yeah, guys, T-Abs coming in. Um, before before today, actually, or before it was made official, I was going to go for Shomurodov or, you know, other possible players in that team that are very interesting, like Gianluca Mancini. He's a player that I've slandered a lot in the past uh, for, for, for you know, what he... I think I feel like he's a little bit he's a little bit overhyped at some at some points because um, he's got tattoos, he's his Materazzi, is his idol and all these types of things, but I've never felt like he's really made that step up. But... Tammy Abraham coming in from the Premier League. Um, I just feel like this guy has a point to prove. You know, Tuchel didn't really give him much of a chance. He seemed to prefer Timo, Timo Werner for some reason. Um, and obviously, it made sense they won the Champions League. But this guy coming in, taking the number nine straight from Edin Dzeko leaving. So he's got big shoes to fill. Um, and Chelsea clearly have some faith in the guy because they have inserted a £68 million buyback option. Uh, which can be triggered in the summer of 2023. So in two years, if that development does happen, Roma have made their money back and Chelsea can bring back a world-class striker, which I'm not sure whether it will happen. I've, you know, I do watch Premier League and I have seen Tammy and I do like him and I think he will be a hit in the in the, in the the Serie A. We've seen um, Antonio Conte has definitely done this experiment of trying to bring the pace and power, the PNP of uh, the Premier League to Serie A, Victor Moses. Um, of course, Ashley Young, Romelu Lukaku, um, Chris Smalling for Roma as well. The sample size is small, but we've seen that these kind of more physical players from the Premier League seem to have some joy in the Serie A because the Serie A is a lot more of a tactical league, a lot more technical than the Premier League. But these guys do manage to stand out thanks to their physicality. Tammy, look at him, he's you know, towering over Mourinho big guy he's bulked up recently as well like he's, he's he used to be a little bit gangly a little bit skinny but he's he's bulked up over the last few um last few seasons and um build all-round striker i'm really looking forward to see how Mourinho can develop and Mourinho, we guys we know this guy Mourinho is good at developing strikers we know when he was at inter with milito took it to the next level you know at chelsea with drogba um, you know, there's, there's countless, uh, you know, we saw with Harry Kane, even last season, the man, the next step that Harry Kane took under, under Mourinho. So Tommy Abraham, I don't know. I reckon I'm seeing some, uh, some Mourinho magic being worked there. Um, so yeah, he's definitely going to be the one Roma player that I think everyone should watch out for, um, for in, in this coming season. And it's maybe an obvious one in this case. 
Moving on to Juventus, um, who now, after today, Manuel Locatelli has been made official. Or it's pretty much official, not quite done yet, but it seems like all the sources are pointing at a done deal for Locatelli to Juventus, which was being negotiated for the best part of two months now. Crazy the amount of time it took Juve to to get the guy. And in the end, they got him for the for the, for the amount that they wanted, in the terms that they wanted, alone with obligation. Um so Locatelli obviously could have been an obvious pick. Could have picked Dybala, of course, because you know he's under he, last year he didn't have the greatest year, mainly due to injuries. Um, under Allegri, he's shown his real level, and he probably will show his real level this season. I don't think Dybala is going to have a great year once again under Allegri, Ronaldo, of course, or you could pick other players. But I picked Dejan Kulusevski because I personally rate him, especially more than some of you guys on on my. Um, on this channel, some of you subscribers and people that I follow on Twitter kind of disagree with me when it comes to Kulusevski. And I can see why, you know, he's got a very punchable face. He's ginger. Um, he's not very appealing to the eye technically as well. And usually I am a guy that goes for aesthetics as well. But with Kulusevski, I don't know. I just feel like he just seems to have that it factor for me. I feel like he will be a great player in the coming years. But last season, he really struggled in the first year. We saw... Um, he was quite rightly getting slandered by a lot of people. The ginger menace, you know, 35, 40 million signing from Parma. Um, didn't really show that that he was worth that money. Didn't, you know, show why he was so hyped. But at the same time, he was pretty much uh, playing under no coach, Pirlo. I mean, it basically was like playing under, you know, just uh, auto autopilot with Pirlo because it, no, it seemed like there was no coaching. There was no tactics. It was just vibes and wine. But... Um, and you can also see by the um, by the amount of positions he had to play under Pirlo, you know, every pretty much every position apart from uh, from left mid he had to play. So he was moved around all over the place. That's not what a young player needs. You have to be solidified in a position and be, you know, knowing what you need to do, have certain tactics and certain instructions that you follow in every match. But this guy was out having to do different things every single match. So... This year under Allegri, I feel like Allegri will like his physical nature, his stamina. Um, I think he adds balance to the team because of that. So I think he will get minutes. Um, but my, my words on that, he might end up getting a lot less minutes than he did under Pirlo last season. So we'll see about that. But for me, Dejan Kulusevski, he showed at the Euros as well, by the way, when he a few appearances he had at the Euros, that you know he, he had, there was that one match where he had two assists. So the potential is definitely there for me. And I'm going to be watching uh, this Ginger Menace uh, very closely, even though I do find him kind of annoying. Moving on to Atalanta, someone who actually was just at Juve just a few weeks ago, who is now at Atalanta, Mary Demiral. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a big fan of Mary Demiral. He's just, to me, a throwback to old school defenders. This guy is not very good on the ball. He's very rugged, um, not very pleasing to the eye, but this guy just loves defending. He loves putting in a tackle. He loves winning aerial battles. He loves blocking shots. You know, he, lo he just loves putting his body on the line. Old school, no nonsense, you know, very basic, you know, haircut fade. Like he doesn't really care. He's just there to cause havoc, cause chaos in the at the back and, you know, get the job done. But he's got a very big job to take over from Cuti Romero, Christian Romero, who's gone to uh, has gone from Spurs, from Atalanta to Spurs for 55 million euros. After winning Serie A Defender of the Year, which was controversial, you know, I, I think in my opinion, Skriniar probably deserved it for his consistency over the year, but the impact Romero made to this Atalanta defence when he came in was massive. It was clear to see. Can Demi Boss, as I've named him there, can he take over from that mantle from Cuti Romero? I think he can, definitely on a defensive basis. I think he can be even more solid than Romero was. Um, you know, in terms of aerial winning, we've seen that he's going to one of the best in the whole, uh, in whole of Europe, top five leagues, 77% aerial win percentage. Um, you know, defending 1v1, he's great. But he has these moments of lack of discipline, um, sometimes lack of concentration as well. We saw that at the Euros. Um, and he hasn't quite been the same since his ACL injury. We know a lot of players, ACL injuries are one of those injuries that, you know, players never really seem to recover properly from them, or not many do anyway. And Demiral, since that um, ACL 
tear that he had against Roma. Zaniolo and him actually had the, the, the ACL tear on the same exact match, um, which is quite sad. And Zaniolo then ended up having another one after that. But Damirao hasn't quite reached the same levels that he did before that. But I, with this guy, I really do see some potential and I think he will have a, a good year for Atalanta and I think it's another smart signing by these guys. Such a well-run club, man. Selling Romero after buying him for 18, selling him for 55 and now bringing in this guy for free basically this year and then on option to buy for, I believe, uh, 27, 28 million. So Atalanta, man, these guys, just the cheat code when it comes to running the, their club. But yeah, Demiral, watch out for him. I think he will be at the center of their back three as well. Now, our cross city rivals, AC Milan. Here, there was also many options when it comes to when it comes to Milan. It could be, you know, uh, is there a step up here for Rafael Leal? Olivier Giroud coming in, of course. One player to watch. Mike Magnon. That was actually my actual pick before, and I changed my mind last minute because um, obviously Magnon has big gloves to fill when it comes to replacing Donnarumma. But with Tonali, the reason why I've gone for Tonali is because Frank Kessie, who was their undoubted player of the season last year, he is injured at the beginning of this season. So that means Tonali is going to have to step in pretty much at the beginning for the first couple of weeks. And then both Kessie and Benasser, who are you know the midfield stalwarts for, for AC Milan, they're both going to be gone to the AFCON, uh, to the African Cup of Nations. Um, is it around December or January time? Uh, and they'll be gone for you know at least two or three weeks. So this guy will have to get more playing time. Last year he did get some a lot of playing time, but it wasn't very convincing. And I think people were kind of overly harsh on him. Um, and I was, you know, you gotta slander him, Sandro toenails, you know, all those names that we got. We, the slander is has to be there. But on a serious level, I think people were a little bit too harsh on the guy. What do you expect? 20 years old, 21 years old, coming from Brescia into a team like AC Milan it's not easy and that's why I wasn't actually too sad when we lost Tonali when we were Inter was supposed to sign Tonali um, people were like oh no we should have signed him we signed Arturo Vidal and yeah of course Arturo Vidal maybe didn't have the exact impact that Antonio Conte was envisaging and I was expecting from Vidal but you know I think in the end Tonali really wouldn't have got that much playing time or it wouldn't it's not really the ideal time to come in so yeah, Tonali, I'm looking for improvements from him. Um, I'm going to be watching him closely. And this season, if the slander can can start being more justified, if there is slander, because last season, as we as we can see by here, the, the underlying stats really didn't show. This is the best. So th these are the stats that he performed in best, and he wasn't really standing out in any of them. I mean, blocks, being best in blocks. Uh, was he was he playing centre-back and being, you know, the other the second best out of his was, was the pressure. So, yeah. Not really particularly good underlying stats. So he failed the eye test, which is the most important, but he also failed the underlying stats test. So we're looking for improvement on, on both ends, uh, toenails. Like we're watching you closely because otherwise the slander is ready this season. Now, moving on to one of the uh, one of the teams lower down in the table. and uh, These ones were a little bit more difficult, but this one was an easy one. Empoli midfielder Samuele Ricci. Guys, Watch out for this guy. Um, this guy has been linked with big clubs, Arsenal, Leicester, some of the bigger Italian clubs as well. 19 years old, classy midfielder, um, really good on the ball, plays as a regista, but also as a mezzala. Uh, last season, the Serie B or Serie B, he had two goals, four assists. Um, obviously, I'm not sure how much of a key role he will play in this Empoli midfield, whether they will go for the more experienced um, midfielders that they have, but He's a guy that I would put on your radars, guys. Samuel Ricci for sure, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of the some of the bigger clubs start being linked with him uh, throughout the season, like what happened with Tonali a couple of seasons back. So he could be kind of um, having that hype. Uh, although I don't see him compared to Pirlo or anything uh, else. Oh yeah, one thing with with Tonali, guys. Please stop comparing him to Pirlo. This guy is nothing close to Pirlo just because he's from Brescia and he has like. You know, similar kind of hair or looks a little bit similar. This guy is nothing close to Pirlo. He himself said, you know, I'm more of a Gattuso, De Rossi type player. And you can see that in him. He's not a Pirlo type player. So please stop the Pirlo comparisons. Yeah, Samuele Ricci is my pick from, from Empoli. 
Then moving on, uh, Inter fans, you'll know this guy, uh, Dino van Hoisden, re-signed from Standard Liège for £14 million, pounds, which is around €16 million. Euros. So very expensive, but it was one of those repurchases that was already kind of, there was a gentleman's agreement there because Standard Liège a couple of seasons back bought him from us for quite an infl inflated price. Um, so I guess it was like kind of a thing of, yeah, we'll take him back off your hands in a couple of seasons, um, you know, scratch our back and we'll scratch yours. Um, but he's, he's signed a long-term contract to Inter when he's re-signed, which I guess it means that Inter do have some sort of faith in him. But as we talked with Demiral, two ACL injuries, Demiral only had one. This guy's at two. So, so difficult to come back uh, at that level, especially when you're just getting started in your career. This guy is only, um, what, 21 years old, 22 years old. So he's still very young and he's already had such serious injuries. Um, it's very difficult to come back. Um, you know, I mean, he's not even achieved his best level yet. So um, can he live up to the hype? Because there is some hype on this guy. He has made some of the Belgium squads when he was playing at Standard Liège. Um, there is talk of this guy being the future for the Belgium defence. Um, the Inter Primavera, uh, people that used to watch the Primavera say that this guy was, you know, one of those guys that you are predestined. You know, you could see this guy is going to be a, a good professional player in the top leagues. So let's see what happens. He's at Genoa, you know, mid-table, kind of lower lower table team um, under Ballardini. Hopefully a stable place in the team. I don't think there's too much competition there. So hopefully he does get some minutes and hopefully... Fingers crossed, no serious injuries for the boy. He needs a solid year of football and solid uh, experience in, in Serie A. And then one day, you know, maybe he might be um, a strong option to play for, for Inter. So we'll see. Definitely keeping a close eye on Zinho van Hoisden. Now, the Napoli one. This is an interesting one. Napoli, there were so many options I could have gone for. A clear option would have been Victor Osimen, Vittorio Osimen, who's... I think he's going to have, and everyone, I think everyone's saying he's going to have his breakout season. Last year, he was, you know, messed by injuries. The Af uh, sorry, Afcon is going to come this year, but um, he had the he had COVID as well, shoulder injury, and only really towards the end of the season we started seeing the real Aussie man, and he started putting up good numbers. And he's definitely going to be up there, I think, in the scoring charts. Um, another possible candidate for this could have been. You know, um, Elmas, because Spalletti has spoken about Elmas in glowing terms in preseason, and he's played him a lot as well from what I've seen in preseason friendlies. Um, but the player I've gone for actually is Stanislav Lobotka, the guy who always this for looking like a like a builder. The guy's got the the you know he looks like one of those guys that comes to your house to to paint your house or to to build a brick wall or something. You know, he looks like he looks like you know he, he's just uh, he's not he doesn't look like a footballer. His shape as well. But over the over this preseason, it looks like he sorted himself out. Um, he looks a little a lot leaner. He looks like he's lost weight. Um, and he was an interesting talent when he was at Celta Vigo and Napoli. Uh, it goes under the radar. This guy was an expensive signing, eighteen million pounds from uh, Celta Vigo, um, and he's been there for a year and a half now as well. Um, and it's gone quite under the radar how how big of a flop he's been because he's really just not Gattuso. Definitely was not a fan of him. Hardly got any minutes. But I think Spalletti. We were actually linked, uh, Inter were linked with Lobotka when Spalletti was at Inter and he admitted it a couple of weeks ago in his press conference that, yes, uh, we were. We were looking at Lobotka when I was at Inter. So the, for the fact that he is a fan of Lobotka and he actually is a smart player and he's a very neat and tidy player, Lobotka, um, he reminds me of Modric a little bit in movements. I'm not saying he's going to be as good or he's as good as Modric, but when you play, watch him play, you'll see what I mean. He's very short, but a little bit stocky. Um, and he loses, uses the outside of his boot a lot. He's very comfortable doing that, and he's very comfortable on the ball. Um, but he's not very physical, very quick off the line, which is probably why Gattuso didn't like him much. But I think Spalletti, who does like someone to someone with you know technique in the in the base of the midfield, I could see him playing a bigger part this season. And he is he is someone I'm going to be seeing. Uh, I'm going to be watching whether if he plays. Anyway, I might I might be getting this completely spot off and Spalletti ships this guy out uh, first uh, or at the end of the transfer window. But a redemption season could be on the cards here for, for Stanislav Lobotka. So watch out for Stanislav Lobotka. Interesting centre midfield talent. Um, well, not really a talent anymore. He's 26 years old, so he needs to really step up this coming season and I've seen a lot of Napoli fans kind of abuse this guy as well. So I hope he can get he can turn it around. He's a he's a good talent. 
moving on to another one of the the uh, the new promoted teams, um, Venezia. You know, the new hipster team. Everyone's loving Venezia's kit. You know, the marketing, the hype on the obviously Venezia, Venice as a city in general is already a cool city that you know you want to visit, you want to go to. But these guys have managed to step it up to the next level, and it seems like they're they're the neutrals' favorites this season. But when I was looking at their team, there wasn't particularly much of a, a standout player that I'm going to really look at. Mattia Caldara, who was recently signed um, on loan from Atalanta, um, could be could have been one of the options. The other uh, American signing that they have brought in, Tanner Tessman, is also an option. But I went for Gianluca Busio because I was seeing some hype about this guy even last season before Venezia signed him. He's, I think he's half Italian. I think he's got dual citizenship, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he's uh, he looks like an interesting. I watched a few videos of him. I'm not. I don't watch MLS, but he looks. He looks like an interesting talent, and it'd be interesting to see whether he does get playing time. But he is the club record signing at the moment. I think the rumored fee is around seven million euros. So I'm guessing they will play him if he's a, if he costed that much. Um, but I'm sure it will take him time to adapt to the league. But I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what these Americans can do. And now there's four Americans in the league as the BR football picture there shows. Busio, Brian Reynolds at Roma, Weston McKenney at Juventus, and uh, Tanner Tessman. So let's see what happens with this, uh, everyone's favorite new team. Now, Fiorentina, someone commented Nico Gonzalez. And yes, that was probably the obvious option. Nico Gonzalez, um, big, big signing coming in for Stuttgart. 18 million euros is big money for Fiorentina. Um, so he's definitely... Um, one to watch Nico Gonzalez, guys. Make sure to, if you tune into Fiorentina, you watch that guy because he looks like an exciting player. Played for Argentina in the Copa America as well. Looked very good. But I've gone for a little bit of a different option. Ricardo Sotil, who is the son of a former um, Serie A footballer, a little bit like Chiesa, and he, he's uh, like Fiorentina. But he was a Cagliari last season, if uh, Inter fans will remember. This guy scored against Inter when we were at Cagliari, if you remember that goal. A really nice volley with his left foot um, um, at Cagliari. But he's a bit of a mercurial talent. Um, and at Fiorentina, he didn't really find space because they never played with wingers. He's, 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 he's quite an atypical Italian player for me because he is kind of a, a proper winger. Like um, He's a little bit like Chiesa. He's quite athletic. He's got pace. He's got good physique, which is usually quite unusual for most, uh, for most Italian players, for, which is why he stands out a little bit to me. And with Vincenzo Italiano, who will play a 4-3-3 primarily, which means wingers do have space, and not 3-5-2 like Iacchini played. And even at Cagliari, there wasn't really that many times that they played with a winger formation after Di Francesco left, so he didn't really get much space. But this season, I envisage him getting a lot more time. I've seen in preseason, he's been getting a lot of starts. And his underlying stats as well, visually, he impressed me a lot with his dribbling, and the stats prove it. He was one of the best in the in the league in terms of successful dribbles, um, 74% successful dribble percentage. Um, dribbles completed as well, 2.89. So he's a very direct um, player and he was one of the best in terms of progressive carrying the ball as well. Um, so he's, he's a guy that likes carrying the ball, likes taking on players. He's got the pace to do it. He needs to add final product. But he's a little bit of a you know hipster choice for player to watch. But I'm going for Ricardo Sotil. Or Fiorentina, but let's not forget. I think Pulgar under with Italiano as the regista at the base of the midfield could have an interesting season. I believe Amrabat as well, who didn't have a great season last year. I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Vlahovic, of course, if he stays, if he stays, or if he comes to Inter, or if he goes to Atletico, as it has been rumored. Um, but yeah, I'm going for Ricardo Sutil here. Cagliari. This was a difficult one because their squad is really not looking good at the moment. They haven't really done anything. And at the moment, um, this stock in my eyes is very low at the moment. These guys are really grinding my gears when it comes to this whole Nandes thing, which seems like is not even happening anymore. But I've gone for Razvan Marin, who was already one of the standout players for them last year. Um, if you watch Cagliari, this guy, when you look at his underlying stats, you know, key passes, um, corner kicks and also, you know, crosses, shot-creating actions. He was performing really well last year. He really stood out to me whenever I watched Cagliari. But with Nangolan gone now, Marco Rog is out for the season. I think he's had another ACL injury, unfortunately. 
Nandes is a big question mark. Is he even going to be there? Um, so I'm really struggling to see a standout player there from the usual, you know, Jao uh, Pedro is probably going to be the top scorer again for them. Um, you know, Cranio is always a standout player, but I feel like Razma Marin hasn't really got much shine. And I, I do want people to look at this player a little bit more closely. He's from the Ajax school of football as well. So you can see the Ajax footballing um, um, DNA when he, when he plays. He's a very neat and tidy player. So watch out for the Romanian Razvan Marin when you watch Cagliari. Now, the next one, Bologna. Bologna's new star signing. is a, There's a lot of uh, interfuel to this. Uh, the lot of my picks isn't there. But I think with Bologna, it was obvious. Um, you know, in the past, it would have been Musabaro or it could have been Orsolini or Soriano. But this season, it has to be Marco Arnautovic, the mercurial talent, um, which we saw at the Euros as well, this guy scoring a goal and then getting himself banned for saying some anti-Albanian stuff or some sort of, you know, stuff that he shouldn't be saying, whatever it was. He's a hothead and he's always been and he looks like he hasn't changed. But the guy has ability, really, really has ability. When Inter signed him, when you see him here, he was really young. And actually, when we signed him, he's never scored more than 12 goals. And that, the season that we signed him, the season before that, FC20, that was the last time he scored 12 goals. So that was his highest ever scoring season. So he's never actually even reached those heights that he reached at the beginning of his career and at Inter the stories of him and Balotelli are famous for you know not turning up to training on time and not being a great professionals but over the years he's actually carved out a decent career at West Ham he kind of finally kind of broke through um, he had a decent time at Stoke as well and then went off to China for the money of course but now he's back here back in Europe and uh, I'm looking forward to, to watching uh, Arnautovic I think it's a signing that Bologna needed they haven't really had a uh, a guy to lead the front line, you know, Palacio, you know, we love him as Inter fans and he actually did a pretty good job even being 38 or 39, whatever, however old he was, but he just didn't provide much of a goal threat. With Arnautovic now, they have someone who's physical, can hold the ball up, he can create goals out of nothing, he can drift wide to let Barrow come inside, he can win headers, you know, this guy is a complete forward, um, really and truly. He's not the most prolific, which is probably... You know, that's probably one aspect that's not going to... They probably needed someone that's a bit more prolific, Bologna, I think. But I think he's going to be an interesting watch for sure in the Mihailovic's 4-2-3-1. But is he going to have a personality clash? And that's one of the other reasons to watch Bologna. I can see some things popping off between him and Mihailovic in training or even within the actual match, you know, having disagreements, both very strong, fiery characters, you know. Um, I can see things popping off so definitely watch out for Bologna and watch out for Arnautovic this season very interesting now this was another difficult one Spezia last one of the surprises from last season um well the standout player last season for me was probably someone like Giulio Maggiore who even made the the Italy squad at one point uh, Ricci the regista also made the Italy squad at one point Giassi, Ambala and Zola um, you know, those were kind of the standout players. But this season, they've got this transfer ban. Thiago Motta's coming in. Uh, let's see how he does. But his track record at the moment isn't, isn't looking great. Um, but I picked uh, Victor Kovalenko from them. So he's on, um, on loan from Atalanta, um, who signed them from Shakhtar last season. But he didn't really get much playing time. 25 years old, so he's not really a young talent anymore. So honestly, in this one, I've just kind of picked him for because Atalanta usually don't get it much wrong. You know, he's a technical player from what I've seen under Thiago Motta. I think they're going to try to keep the same kind of possession-based football style. I've seen that he started in the last friendly and I've just kind of, this one is a bit more of an like a like a punt. Viktor Kovalenko is the one that I'm going to be watching when I watch Spezia if he, if he does play. There could be that potential Atalanta tax we've seen, you know, when people, players don't really thrive outside the Atalanta system, but he's not really in the Atalanta system. As I said, he didn't really play. So let's see what happens with this uh, Ukrainian talent. Um, we saw Ukraine uh, have an interesting generation up and coming at the moment. We saw the Euros. And now another one of the newcomers, Salernitana. Um one of the less less hyped compared to to Venezia, but you know these guys probably um, you know just a, just as much of a nice story. Interesting story though because they are also well they were technically owned by Lotito, who is the Lazio owner, and before the beginning of the season they he had to sell them 
and but it looks like he's just found a loophole of selling it to like a consortium or like some sort of investment fund that he is closely linked to already so yeah you know things that only happen in italy it looks pretty shady but luckily they're able to actually participate otherwise they wouldn't have been able to participate um and yeah i was looking at their squad it looks like they might be signing simi but uh i don't think it's been made official yet simi you know of course uh, crotone last year scored uh, what 21 goals i think or something in the in Serie A. so he would be an obvious pick if they sign him but another former into youth product Bonazzoli um, hasn't really thrived anywhere really since he's moved away from Inter permanently. Um, he scored two goals yesterday, I think it was in the Coppa Italia. So I saw those goals look decent. So he's probably going to be the main attacking outlet until you know Simi comes or maybe alongside Simi. So yeah, I'm just going for Bonazzoli because I don't really know much apart from uh, from him and other players in the squad. They've got Joe Lobi as well, another former Inter guy. Uh, that I'll be watching as well. But now, you know, he's, what, 30 years old. He's definitely not a talent anymore. So, yeah, keep a lookout for Bonazzoli. But I struggled on this one, uh, Salernitana. I'm open to suggestions from you guys on these ones. Udinese. Oh, man. Udinese, man. These guys. Terrorists. Absolute terrorists. And now the one reason why you would watch Udinese is gone. Rodrigo De Paul, who was probably one of my favorite ever players of this past decade in the Serie A love watching that player the amount of propaganda spread, spread on that guy on my Twitter on my YouTube made a whole video why Inter should sign Depol but now he's gone to Atletico um, and Udinese squad apart from that now just looks like a lot of dross like there's no real standout players Roberto Pereira maybe Gerard De Lufeo maybe um, but apart from that really could not find much of excitement or someone to really um, watch and I, I'm probably not going to tune into Udinese unless they play Inter to be honest because I only used to tune in for for De Paul and Musso who are both gone now but Nahuel Molina right back or right wing back who was actually linked to Inter as well at the beginning of the transfer window who has made us himself a place in the Argentina squad as well now 23 years old decent on the ball decent dribbler as well maybe you know whoever's going to step up from the De Paul shoes might it might be from the wings now so yeah, I'm looking to if I if if I watch Udinese, which is unlikely, I'll probably look at Molina. But yeah, I would not recommend watching Udinese this season, guys. They're absolute terrorists, and without the poll, they'll probably be even even worse to watch. Hellas Verona, another team that probably not going to tune into. Uh, the only reason I tuned into them last season was to watch Di Marco and Juric. He's got quite an interesting, you know, he's a Gasparini kind of apprentice so it, it, it was interesting tuning in but now Hellas Verona with Di Francesco they're one of my favorites to go down for sure uh one player I would watch out for from the Hellas Verona team is Ivan Illic who was there last season already but he's been actually bought this season by Hellas Verona for 8 million euros from Man City which is quite a lot of money for Hellas Verona when you think about it so a lot of trust put into him um he had a decent season last year I think he had two goals but as I've, as, I've, as I've said there, Di Francesco tax, is he really going to thrive there? Is, is he going to just, you know, decline as the rest of the team is probably going to decline? I felt like Juric really overachieved with that team. I think that is a borderline Serie B level quality team, uh, this uh, this Hellas Verona team. So I don't really see him thriving uh, with Di Francesco, but could be proven wrong, but he seems like an interesting talent. Now, Sassuolo, this was another difficult one because with Sassuolo, there's so many options and someone, you know, the obvious option is Raspadori. Giacomo Raspadori last season had had a little bit of a breakout year and I am going to be, we should tune in to, to, to watch Giacomo Raspadori because he's an Interista. I think at some point, if he does continue doing well, he will play for Inter, but he needs to prove himself for more than, you know, three or four months because that's really what, put him into the Italian team just like the last three or four months because Caputo got injured and he was given the, the trust. But now without um without the Zerbi, Caputo is back in he's back fit now. And also Scamacca is there as well who might leave but there's there's three strikers now for the role at, at um at Sassuolo. So I'm not sure how much space Raspadori will really get. Um so for that reason um I went for Hamad Junior Traore who had a good year already last year, five goals and two assists, but I feel like he's gone under the radar a little bit. 
Um, Dionisi, the new Sassuolo manager, spoke about him in glowing terms as well in preseason. He's still only 21 years old. He's from the Empoli team from a couple of years back that, you know, just a, just nearly almost made this, made the safety, you know, the team with Benacer, with Krunic, with Caputo in them, with Di Lorenzo. He was one of the young talents in there. Um, his stats as well from last season, he ranks really well in terms of tackles, passes completed, dribbling as well. Um, yeah, he's a player that I'm going to watch out for this season because he he's, he's got a final product. And if you can add yeah, some more goals and assists to his games, some more big match performances that catch the eye of big club, you could see this guy moving on like uh, Locatelli did this year. So watch out for Junior Traore. And also, of course, Jeremy Boga, who seems like he's staying. He's one of my absolute favourite players in Serie A, one of the best dribblers in, in Europe. So make sure you always watch out for Jeremy Boga as well. And obviously, Mimo Berardi, we know what he does. He, he's, 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 the, he's the man. He's the man at Sassuolo. Now, this was another obvious one, but it's, it was obvious because I just couldn't seem to find someone else really in that Sampdoria team. Um, Damsgaard had a had a breakout year in Serie A, but it wasn't, you know, amazing when you think it was just like, oh, he's an interesting talent. By the Euros, we saw he definitely was one of the surprise packages, one of the standout young players at the Euro 2020. Um, lots of transfer rumours as well, linking him with, uh, with bigger teams. But when you look at his... Uh, what the how the team played last year for Sampdoria, you know, Ranieri last year, we know what he does 4 4 2. When you're defending, you have to run back, and that's what his stats show. All the stats really kind of highlight his, his actual hard work rather than his dribbling ability or his creative ability. So you see, he's ranking really high, really high for tackles, pressures like these are almost like defending defenders' numbers, blocks, pressures, all these types of things. Tackles one, but. Daversa is now the coach, the coach coming in from Parma. He's also known to be pretty defensive and counter-attacking, but is he going to give Damsgaard a little bit more freedom? I think he does deserve it. I think in that Atalanta, uh, sorry, in that Sampdoria team, Keita Balde is not there anymore. Kandreva was, you know, a big creative outlet, but I think they should hand over the keys to Damsgaard, let him do a little bit less defensive work, let him work his magic going forward. And I think it could be another big season for, for Damsgaard where he gets a big move after this season. So definitely watching out for Damsgaard at Sampdoria. Now, Torino, this was another difficult one just because the squad, there's just no real standout players. Belotti, we don't know if he's staying or not. Um, Rolando Mandragora, the centre midfielder, was a possible candidate. He's always been touted as, you know, one of the best Italian centre midfield talents. It hasn't quite worked out for him, but... He had a good end to the season last year. But I'm going to go for Singo, who already, uh, Inter fans already know about this guy because he tortured uh, Ashley Young last season. Um, and he's, he's shown already with his pace and dribbling ability over the past uh, season or so that his ability. But Ivan Juric has come into Torino, and that's the reason why I picked him. Ivan Juric, we've seen what he's done with Di Marco. We've seen what he did with Lazovic as well at Hales Verona. Took him to the next level. Faraoni as well. Looks like a really good player when he was uh, under Juric. So, Singo under Juric, I think he's going to work his magic. And we saw his numbers and talking about the dribblings. The dribble was completed, 2.67 attempted. Um, you know, he's he's a very electric player, very exciting player. And definitely looking out for Singo when I watch Torino play, which is not going to be that often probably. <laughs> And now, this is the last one, I believe. Um, Lazio was a difficult one. I'm not so high on uh, on Lazio anymore because when Sari came in, first came in, I was. But Tare and Lotito haven't really given Sari the, the transfer market he needs. He, they've not really, you know, given him the system needs some sort of wingers in the, in the system in the 4-3-3 that Sari plays. And the only one that they've really given him is Felipe Anderson. And the reason why I put him here is not if I... I don't, I'm not sure if he actually will revive his career, but I will be watching Felipe Anderson at Lazio closely because he was a player that I really, really liked when he was at Lazio a few years ago before he went to West Ham. And I was sad they went to West Ham. I felt like it was a bit of a meh move and it didn't work out in the end. Now he's back. He's 28 years old, so he should be in his peak of his career. 
can Sarri revive him? Uh, that'll be an interesting experiment to see. But of course, we'll be watching Milinkovic Savic, will he adapt to the Sarri system? Luis Alberto Immobile, can he adapt to playing as a kind of a lone striker? Will Murici be just as big of a flop? Where will Lazzari play? How will his side do? Whose side do in the in the system as well? So there's there's a lot of interesting, you know, players to watch out for at Lazio. But the one I've picked is Felipe Anderson. Also, watch out for Raul Moro, who is one of the youth players who's been getting a lot of playtime recently at Lazio. He's another kind of winger, attacking midfielder. Um, because they haven't signed anyone, he's been getting a lot of minutes in preseason. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, because they're trying to sell Joaquin Correa, who wants to leave, or he might come to Inter. Raul Moro just might end up getting minutes just because, you know, Tare and Lotito dropped the ball uh, on Sari. But um, yeah, that's uh, that was my players to watch out for for in uh, in each team, guys. And now I'm gonna look at your comments. Sorry for I'm not ignoring your uh, your comments or anything. I was just kind of going through my presentation and I couldn't see the comments because the presentation took up my screen. So I'm just going to have a a look at some of your comments that you put through the, um, through my, um, through my stream. Fede is one of us. Yeah. Di Marco, he is one of us. And there's probably the little, you know, extra reason why I picked him as well. Yeah. He loves this team. Hakan. Yes. He would have been a, a, a an obvious pick. I think Hakan is definitely one of the, the players we, as Interisti will be watching closely, and Milanisti will be tuning in to just to slander Hakan as well. I can I can see that I can see that happening already. So yeah, Hakan is definitely one of the players to watch out for. Whenever you saw Tommy, he was great. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, guys, we'll see. How about the leaked after that awful Euro? Yeah, he's definitely one to watch, but he's he's already. Uh, I would say, even though he's so young, he's already quite an established player at the league. But he did have a pretty, yeah, up and down Euros where, you know, he was the protagonist in the wrong way. Um, but yeah, even in the UVA team, there are a variety of players that you could say could watch out for. Yeah, Locatelli is definitely, as I said, he would have been the obvious pick, I think, now. To see where he uses him. Do, do they use him as a regista? Do they use him as a mezzala, as uh, Mancini used him for Italy? Um, we'll see. It'll be interesting, very interesting. <laughs> Is there any new refs for them? Yeah, we'll see any new any new signings, but maybe they're struggling for money there as well. Kulu and Tonali a big flop, but yeah, that's what it comes to young players. Though I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't class them as flops because they are young players. You you can't expect when you sign young players to have an instant impact. That's that's the that's the thing when you sign a young player. Everyone's always. Everyone's so quick to wanting to sign young players, like, you know, if you sign Vlahovic, but then if you take some time to get adapted, everyone's very quick to call him a flop. You have to give time to young players. So I would definitely not call Tonali and Kulusevsky flops. I think Chiesa is going to explode. I mean, yeah, the guy's already pretty much exploded, but if you mean he's going to take you up to even the next level, yeah, it's hard to argue against you. Already last year, he was, I gave him a my. Um, Serie A player for each team I gave him my Juventus player of the season ahead of you know the likes of Ronaldo so yeah it could be a big could be a big season another big season for Chiesa going to the next gear Demerol got torched in the Euros yeah that's why I am going to be watching him closely because Atalanta can expose you because they play such an attacking system high pressing you are going to leave space in behind and I think Demerol probably thrives more in a system where there's more protection um so we'll see he could be he could be could be struggling and yeah he is a little bit injury prone as well so so we'll see satriano yeah i'm not the satriano we'll have to see what happens with inter in terms of the the striker um do we sign any more strikers and even even if we don't he's still going to be probably fourth choice third third choice whatever so i don't think he's going to get that many minutes he's going to be one to definitely watch out for and he might have a you know, a breakthrough season, but I'm not really, um, you know, expecting him to have many minutes uh, if he stays at Inter. I hope he gets loaned out to a team that will give him some minutes. Damsgaard from Sondoria, yeah, Eminem agrees with me. Can't believe people still rate Tonali. Yeah, I mean, I never really rated him that highly. That was the thing. Um, I think he was just too overhyped. That was the thing. But there's there's a good player there. I don't think he's ever going to be a world class player, or he's ever going to reach uh, 
you know, really high levels. But I think there's a good player there. Um, so, and I'm going to be watching him closely to see if he actually achieves that level. Tonali is basically a poor man's bad day Gagliardini. Well, I don't know if he's a poor man's because he's probably, he pretty much costs the same as Gagliardini, around 25 million. There's a, you could say he's just, he's, just on a, he's just a Gagliardini with long hair and good hype, good PR. He was already captain of Standard Liège. Yeah, I'm guessing you're talking about Van Hoisden. Yeah, another sign of, you know, having leadership and having, you know, that hype coming in. Adam Unas could be a shout. Yeah, I actually, on my Twitter a few months ago, I said with Spalletti coming in um, with a system of 4-2-3-1, I think he could have an interesting year. But the problem with that is Napoli are pretty stacked in that position. They got Insigne, they got uh, Politano, they got Lozano coming back from injury as well, who was injured for the end of last season. So Elmas as well plays a lot of times on the wing as well. So they are quite stacked in that position so for that reason he might not get that much playing time but I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised with Unas uh, good shout there Michael good shout Adam Unas Hernandez <laughs> Daubert is a player to watch oh man I would not recommend anyone to to watch closely uh, Daubert but hopefully he balls out so they'd actually finally buy him off us I think they have a 7 million option to buy or something and they can just take him off us uh, Godin left for it, left two. Yeah, yeah. Godin's left two. So there's not much really in that Cagliari squad. Why do people keep hiring different Francesco? Good question, bro. I thought after he got fired from Cagliari, we're not going to see of this guy again unless he gets a team promoted. But yeah, Serie A, as with any other leagues, they kind of there's a lot of recycling coaches. You know, in the Premier League, there's always Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardew, Tony Pulis. These guys just like get passed around like a spliff and, you know, Di Francesco, Yakini, these guys in Serie A, these guys that always seem to get a job somehow. And he seems to seems to be one of those guys. I think Junior Traore played again. Yeah, he seems to be one of those guys that kind of bores out against us. And yeah, I don't want to talk about that game. I, I did purposely not talk about that game. It still gives me PTSD. Speaking of Empoli, uh, this is going to be somewhere Richie season. Yeah, Nasser, I think you might have missed it because at the beginning I did talk about him. He was my pick from Empoli. So, yeah, good shout. You agree with me. Damsgaard is the perfect vice. Barella prefer him over Nandes. Oh, um, I disagree there. Damsgaard is more of a winger uh, type player. He plays, uh, you know, as a right mid for, for Sampdoria or left mid. Um, maybe he could adapt in the future, you know, come come a little bit deeper, come a little bit more central. Um, but, yeah, I disagree on that. I think uh, he's, he's definitely more of a winger, attacking mid type of player. Single is a beast. Yeah, spot on. Posting Zaghi Lazio is not going to look good at all. Ali says not many managers can work with Lotito. Especially someone like Sarri. Yeah, Sarri is someone very stubborn, very hard-headed. There could be a personality, cultural clash there. Especially if this transfer window ends like it is now, Sarri is not going to be happy. So that Lazio project, which was looking very exciting at the beginning, is not looking so good at the moment. But they could sort it out, figure out by the end of the season. Damsgaard, of course, another one. Oh, that's a good shout, Saturnion. Ibanez with Roma, I agree as well. Um, I talked about Gianluca Mancini, but Ibanez, uh, another really good ball-playing centre-back, has those David Luiz type of brain thoughts as well. But maybe Mourinho is able to kind of clean those out of him, erase those, make him more concentrated. Um, and yeah, turn him into a really good defender, which he was the, at the beginning of last season. He was one of the best defenders in the league the first few months when Roma were doing good under Fonseca. And then, yeah, he started having those brain farts. Roma in general went downhill as well, but very good shout. Um, he was definitely one of the players I was thinking about as well when I was looking at Roma um, alongside um, Calafiori as well, the left back who probably will get some playing time because... Spinatola is now injured. Um, that Vigna who's come in as well, the Uruguayan left back, they've signed for about 12 million euros. But I'm, I'm sure he'll probably alternate in that position. <laughs> Watching out for Adrian taking the big step up in his career to be third choice keeper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, is, is, he, is he being sold by Liverpool? What's, what's happening with Adrian? That guy. Such a funny guy, man. 
With Serie A's economics in shambles, a very few ingoing transfers and new managers appointed are more exciting to talk about. Yeah, good point. I mean, with the pole leaving, Lukaku, Hakimi, Donnarumma, you know, all these big, big players leaving. And now if Vlahovic, one of the top talents of the league, leaving as well, possibly. Serie A is not looking as good as it was last season. But the manager situation is very interesting. But And in general, the level of the teams is very similar. I think even closer than it was last year. So I think that top seven is even closer now. The gap is just even shorter. And it's going to be a really, really interesting season to, to watch. And it's going to be very hard to preview. My preview video that I'm going to do tomorrow or the day after tomorrow is just going to be so hard predicting the table because uh, it really I think the, the gaps are going to be so short between the teams um, but that makes it a better watch um, for the neutrals and for you know regulars as well so looking forward to it man looking forward to it what do I think of Veghorst to Inter man there's there's a couple of guys that always commented Veghorst to Inter or asking about Veghorst to Inter in my stream pop up if it's if it's one of you if you one of you guys are here there's always one or two guys i forgot their names but they always ask me and i always say i don't I haven't really watched the guy i don't really like what i've seen so i don't really comment but now they actually been linked those guys must be gassed and i can say that i'm not happy about the links because yeah he's a he's a tall target man type of player like a poacher type um i've watched him a few times at wolfsburg but then in at the euros as well with holland and he does not look good to me like you guys know i like my players to be technical this guy is not technical um he's a big lump of a striker so physical and i don't really see him fitting in this seems more like an auxilio move rather than an inzaghi request so to say so yeah i'm not a fan of the move especially for 15 20 million he's what 28 29 years old he's proven the goal scorer let me not lie i think he scored 20 goals for a, for a very consistent basis in the bundesliga but we know Bundesliga, Serie A, very different. Um, and I think if you play with Vegos, you'd have to play across an inshallah type of game because that's where he thrives, that aerial play. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of this uh, of this rumor, honestly speaking. <laughs> but I might be proven wrong. And I think his is one of those names that's just been thrown out there as a possible option. I don't think Inter are going for him yet. As it's been confirmed, Inter are still strongly going in for. Duvan Zapata, he's the number one target. They're still going to try for Vlahovic, but it's going to get harder and harder with Atletico coming in, with Spurs coming in with big money. So they might look to these kind of cheaper options, but I hope it's not Veghorst. I am not a fan of this uh, of this, uh, of this rumour. What's up, Manuel Locatelli in the house, coming in straight off his Juve uh, announcement, I'm guessing. He signed a new contract and said, oh, God. Yeah, enjoy that then. Yes, I said my preview video is going to come in the next couple of days. Um, it's just I'm trying to wait as long as possible for the transfers to be done because, um, yeah, in this area, the transfers are usually done in the last week. So whatever prediction I make, I feel like it's going to be incorrect because the transfer market is going to change things around a lot. Yeah, I agree with Freddie in terms of Vegost. I'm not a big fan. Rather get Simi, yeah, Simi. I mean, I think he's going to Salernitana for like six million. He should have been if we wanted to go for a cheap option. He should have been the guy, really. Serie A proven. I prefer Pina Monti, Pina Power over Veghorst. If you don't see him as the replacement of Lukaku in game for less than twenty million, he's a good deal. He's in technical, but can score a goal, yeah. But it's just I don't see him. I don't see Inzaghi playing to his strengths. So that's I feel like that would be just kind of. Cross the inshallah type of game. I'm I'm not sure if that's the type of um type of game that he wants to play. Um and guys, I've said this at the beginning, we don't need to comment on every single player that's linked with Inter. I might compile a list at the end of this transfer window of the players that we've been linked with. Just because we're linked with doesn't mean that interacting negotiating for him or is actually a real option. The papers are gonna throw out so many names before the end of the, the, the window. So yeah, let's see. Let's see. I don't think is a is a real target in my opinion, anyway. Vegos, yeah, but you you because you I know why you're saying that because you watch you're from uh, you sport Holland, right? You sport Netherlands, so you've got the little bias there. Um, yes, that's what I was gonna think. If you're gonna go for like a Vegos type player, like these big lumps, you might as well go for Petania or the Simi type of player 
that's my that's my think, thinking as well yes i am still looking to make a soothing financial video coming um but it's just uh, it's quite a lot of work that one because i do want to get proper sources proper you know articles and things get that done correctly more of an edited video rather than a rather than a live stream really Serie A is becoming like a step. It has been for a while, guys. Let's not lie about that. Yes, last season it was a strong Serie A year, but in general, since the paradigm that shifted to Premier League and PSG, it's always been for, for a while now, Serie A being the stepping stone. It's, it's just that this year has got even worse because of the, the way COVID affected Serie A. Yeah, we all miss Serie A, but it's coming soon. It's coming back soon, this unorganised... Badly, uh, badly marketed league that you know they still haven't secured their rights for India, Australia. Um, I think Middle East now is going on YouTube. <sighs> what can we say, guys? What can we say? But we still love this league, and we're still going to tune in, and I'm going to tune in to so many matches. And Inter are going to be the ones kicking it off 5:30 p.m. UK time on Saturday. Um, got last question. Couple can year prediction. Ooh, this is a difficult one. It's not just my guy, my guy. Ay, ay, ay. I was going to go for, for Ossiman, but then someone quite rightly reminded me that he's going to go for AFCON, so he's going to be out for like a month anyway. So it can't be Ossiman, really. Um, it's a difficult one, man. It's a difficult one. There's no real standouts. I don't think Ronaldo's going to have such a such a standout year, to be honest. I don't know. I'm going for now because you know it could be. If Toro steps up, man, if Toro... If Toro steps up to the play, if he becomes the Lukaku replacement, as you know, it looks like Inter won him to make the poster boy, the main guy, the main number nine. And if he does iron out, you know, his finishing deficiencies, which I think he'll always have. I think he'll always be a little bit wasteful in front of goal. It's just how he is. It's his characteristics. But he can still get 20, 22 goals, which is pretty much what you need. You know, I think Ronaldo will finish with, what, 24, 25, 26 goals last year? can't remember. You don't need 30 goals to finish usually uh, number one in Serie A. So I think possibly, you know, with the more attacking outlook of Inzaghi, Lautaro could be a, could be a shout, to be honest, for me. Um, Giroud, well, I think, um, I think him and Zlatan are going to be interchanging a lot because of their age, because of their injury issues. Um, I don't think they're going to get really um, that much consistent playing time. So, yeah. That's, uh, that's what I'm going for. Who are you saying, Snajat? You ask the question, you answer it, bro. If Lotharo doesn't miss each chances, yeah, we'll see. Jacko, yeah, Jacko probably will score more because he's probably going to get more regular playing time. But Zlatan, man, the guy last season, if he, that guy had regular playing time, he probably could have finished top scorer the way he was going. Lotharo on penalties this season, so he's my pick. Yeah, that's another factor as well forgot to mention he's also might be we'll see we'll see he might be on penalties you never know i've seen dumfries takes takes penalties or took penalties for psv um yeah you, you never know jekyll he's also got a hit and miss record from penalties he could be the penalty taker whoever if you sign another striker could be so we, we don't know we don't know but awesome for you regardless are you going for that spalletti that spalletti factor Tommy might go full hurricane mode under Mourinho. Yeah, Tommy, I think, will do well, but I don't think he'll have a first season. You know, I don't think he'll... You have to give him that year to kind of get acclimatized to, to Serie A. Uh, Vlahovic, if he stays, yeah. I think Italiano's system might be a little bit more chance creation. Uh, that's, a, that's a good shout as well, but I don't think he will stay. Atalanta for uh, Scudetto push. Yeah. Possibly, definitely. I mean, upgraded the keeper situation. Kept all the main players. Depends if they keep Zapata now. Uh, kept Gosens as well. So, Mail is like stepped up from the past season. The Demiral thing is a big question mark at the moment. But yeah, they could be, man. They could be. They're not, they're not a hipster team anymore. They're not an underdog team anymore. Um, oh, my bad. CR7 had 29 goals last season. Damn. In the Serie A, yeah, 29. Jeez. That's that is a lot of goals. That's a lot more than I thought, actually, because I thought he had like about 25, 26. Yeah, okay. 
maybe it might be CR7 is again then uh, under under the Allegri system. But I don't know. For now, I'm gonna go for Lautaro, but then I'll give him a proper prediction in my video. But yeah, guys, one hour stream. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you guys leave a thumbs up before you leave the stream. I hope you guys um yeah, enjoying the content. Um subscribe if you're new to the channel. And yeah, if you're interested in becoming a member to the channel to support the channel, um, yeah, you can become a member by pressing the join button. Amedeo Rossi and um another guy recently joined so shouts out to uh you guys wait let me read out their names properly so it was Amadeo Rossi and do, 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 do. yeah it goes the first month pledge goes to the Fondazione Pupi charity Amadeo Rossi and Igor Nomius yeah thank you guys the recent joiners of the last week of the of the channel membership thank you guys for joining and see you on the next one Forza Inter Forza Serie A ciao